All right, then. Well, good morning. Good morning to everybody. Greet all of you in the name of our precious, awesome, amazing, incredible name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, this is Pastor Leslie and Sharon Hayes here this morning. Uh, amen. At the School of Healing this morning to bring forth the word of the Lord today. The medicine, amen, that he says is good to our flesh like marrow in our bones. Amen. He sent it to heal our disease and <clears throat> rescue us from destruction. And the last time I checked, he, I didn't see where he took it back. So that word is still working today. It still brings forth the authority. Amen. The anointing. Amen. To destroy sickness, disease, germ, viruses, cancer causing stuff. Amen. Mutations, rumors, I mean, tumors. The word of God be against it this morning in the name of Jesus. Seizures, whatever the case might be that are harmed and affects our health, our state of mind, our well-being this morning. Amen. We release the authority of the word of God against it to defeat it, to destroy it, to dry it up this morning. Oh, that we may be whole, sound and well in the precious and awesome, incredible name of Jesus this morning. And I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice that shall hear these good tidings this morning of good news this morning. Amen. That they will believe that God can do this, whatever this is, whatever you need him to do this morning, that God is able to do all things and he do them well this morning. Nothing too hard and difficult for our God. So again, welcome this morning. Amen. To the School of Healing this Sunday morning, June the 6th. Amen. 2021. We give God praise. We give God glory and honor for you today. May he continue to rain his blessings of goodness and mercy upon your soul, upon your life, your body, your health, your strength this morning. Be, be uh, rejuvenated this morning. Be revived this morning. Amen. In the name of Jesus this morning, we thank God for this brand new day we've never seen before today. And may we walk in divine health and healing in the strength and power of God by his spirit this morning. Amen. We give him praise this morning. Let's pray. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Holy Ghost, now have your way in Jesus' name. Use everything that we've studied, everything that we're going to say and plan. Use it all. To the glory of God this morning, our Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, amen and amen. <clears throat> all right, then again, I'd like to welcome all of you to the School of Healing this morning. We thank the Lord for his word this morning, amen. We're continuously praying again for Brother Calvin and uh, Sister Margaret's sister who uh, had her surgery postponed, and we're believing in the meantime that God is yet healing both of those individuals that they'll be able to just walk away in divine health and healing whole well and sound from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet with every organ in their body functioning and perfection with God created and ordained. And so in the name of Jesus, we pray for new strength. We pray for, my God, we pray for a fresh anointing to rest upon them this morning for healing in the name of Jesus, total healing, complete healing. In the name of Jesus and that God will strengthen their faith in Jesus name. All right, then we welcome all of you want to talk to you this morning. Amen. I tell you, I just thank the Lord. I had a chance to spend some time in his presence. And uh, this morning, uh, I, I tell you, God is so good. He's so faithful. I want to thank all of you for your prayers for our dear brother. Amen. Uh, understand that things are, 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 are improving. They're getting better. Amen. And we give God praise for that. Thank him for hearing our prayers and answering them. 
and, and showing us great and mighty things. We thank God for just uh, strengthening Sister Crystal's faith. It's been a, a rough journey, but she's tough. She's thick. You know, her skin is thick. You know, she's tough as nails. Amen. And she's going to hang right on in there, still asking for prayer from the saints. And we can continue to pray for the entire family. Amen. Calvin Jr. and Sydney too. Amen. The whole family, Lord, and all that are connected to them near and far that is praying for them, standing in the gap. We lift it all up to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and may he use it for his glory, that he get all the glory, all the credit, not the doctors. Thank him for the doctors, the specialists, but we and the nurses, the hospital workers. But we're praying that God would get all of the glory as he raised up our dear brother. Amen. And uh, our dear sister. Amen. In Jesus name. So I want to talk this morning, you know, as I was praying uh, the other day, been really praying uh, for our dear brother, love him, we precious man, we love him, thank God for the, the, the sweet spirit that's in him. But as I was out walking the other day after we had got off the call, praying for him, and the Lord, as I was, you know, doing my little walk, and um, I was praying, I prayed all the way out to my turnaround point, and was praying, coming back, and it was really, really pressed upon my spirit. And uh, I just heard the Lord as I was coming back, the last little uh, about 800 meters I had to cover. And I just heard the Spirit of the Lord uh, say, uh, do you believe that I can do this? And it just, for them last uh, thousand or so meters, man, I just kept hearing that. And uh, I was just <clears throat> thinking at the Lord. I said, Lord, I believe you can do anything and everything. And, you know, you, you God, you're God. And my conversation shifted to another gear. You know, I'm just talking to the Lord. And I began to get so energized at the end of my run, you know, just feeling it running through my veins, man. And I started talking to God intently. And I said, yeah. And he said, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to your dear brother. I was talking to your dear brother in the spirit. He said, and I was talking to anyone else that y'all been praying for. I was talking to anyone else that's on the sick list in churches right now. I was talking to anyone else that's in the hospital. Anyone else that's going through any type of sickness, struggle, whether it be mental, physical, emotional. He said, I'm talking to anyone out there, anyone out there, a child of God, anyone out there you know hallelujah that you're praying for do you believe that i can do this and i came home with that with with that word right there with that statement in my spirit and i came and sat at the counter and i know that i prayed that before for people and asked people that question and challenged people with that question even myself amen and so i took it personally but but the lord began to just let me see my dear brother and he said you know hey do do you believe calvin that i can do this do you believe sister margaret sister's uh, daughter that i can do this do you believe anyone on this line anyone you know this morning a family member a friend that's going through that's sick this morning that's struggling with something if you if you can get a word to him this morning i, I pray in the spirit ram that this question will, 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 that requires a response to god who's our healer that they will respond with yes lord i believe that you can do this god and i heard the lord say that when I, whenever they respond like that, like like they responded in the Bible when I asked them, posed that question where there was where great need for, for, for healing with leopards and diseases and blind folks and people laying on pallets and they brought them to them, been been sick and bent over for, 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 for years, couldn't in no wise straighten themselves up, had hemorrhages and blood for 12 years and later, you know, been a man trying to get in the pool at Bethesda for 38 long years and God was just saying, do do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that I can hear? Do you believe that I can do this? And the Bible, you know, lets us know that when they said yes, Lord, and he saw yes. their faith and he said, I've never seen such great faith, you know, in all of his days, boom, they were healed just like that. And so the Lord, that's what I'm going to talk about this morning in the school of healing. 
Believe ye that I am able to do this. And so I want you to grab this word this morning because our healing is 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 is, is bound in this statement. You know, it all comes down to do you believe, hallelujah, ye that I am able to do this. Amen. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that this statement, this message, this question will be delivered by way of the spirit to our dear brother this morning, to our dear sister this morning, all that we've been praying for, everyone that's laying up in hospital beds. And at home in beds of language this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus, anyone that's been over with a situation can't straighten themselves up. Anyone that's got a hemorrhage and a bleeding problem this morning. Anyone this morning that's suffering from PTSD and any type of other blindness, whether it be physical blindness, spiritual blindness, emotional blindness, finding whatever the case might be. I pray this morning for all the various levels and types and kinds of diseases, COVID-19, these other variances that's breaking out all over the place this morning i pray this morning in the name of jesus that this statement will be ministered to them in the spirit realm and do you believe that i am able to do this says the lord this morning and i pray that a miracle bomb of gilead will hit them the minute they say yay lord because that takes faith great faith to say yay lord i believe even though you don't know for sure but that's why we walk by faith and not by sight and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so I pray this morning in the name of Jesus, amen, that that response will be, yea, Lord, I believe. What choice do I have? I've been to every doctor. I spent all my money. Everybody done tried and took a shot at it. I went to this special. They told me there was a better one across town. I went and saw that one. I went and saw her. I went and took all the medication. I changed my diet. I did my exercise program. I upgraded everything. I did everything you told me to do, Lord God. Even went to another country and saw a specialist, dear God, that had a reputation for healing these type of things. But God, all I had to do was look to you, the author finisher, and just say, Lord, I believe that you're able to do this. You're a miracle working God. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. We just thank God this morning that there are some good impacts and results that comes to those of us who have been forgiven and stand we stand right before God. This is the key right there is that we we're going to get healing if we're right with God. You know, I, I mean, getting all the sin and weights and issues out of the way. Get rid of the doubt, the unbelief. May God help you be free from that so that you will be open. Amen. To keep this this Holy Ghost temple clean so that when you need that healing bomb to show up and, and heal you, it happens like that. As long as you say, yeah, Lord, I believe that you are able to do this. You know, we got to deal with lust of the eye. We got to deal with lust of the flesh. We got to deal with the pride of life. We got to get all that that taken care of so that the door will be open for God to flood our souls, our bodies, our lives, our spirit, you know, with that healing that we so desire and we so need. So it costs it's all predicated on a condition. And that condition is, number one, I got to believe when I come to the Lord, I got to believe most of the time when people rush off to the doctor it's because they believe that they can get some they can get some help that's why they go if they didn't think that they were going to be able to help them they wouldn't go well if you didn't think jesus was going to be able to heal you then my god don't call on his name don't ask for prayer amen that's the whole key right there amen and so because because you know you got to understand how it is it, it's often because of a lack of 
of, of forgiveness of sin. It's also sometimes that 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 doubt and unbelief that blocks that healing. Amen. And you know, we want to get all that out the way. Amen. It can block your salvation. Amen. At the same time, it can block the power of God. It can block the anointing. Amen. It can block God's blessings. You know, repentance of sin is good for your soul. Amen. And healing starts in that soul. It invites healing. It opens up the door for healing to come into you. Amen. It opens that door for our healing. It makes the way for the healing to come in. It clears the way for our healing. It assures our healing this morning. And I want to take a text this morning, scripture. A text this morning from the book of uh, Matthew chapter 9 verses 18 through 34 the King James Bible if I get through this uh, this has been so enlightening to me and so encouraging to me as I got home the other day from my walk and I immediately opened up the word and y'all know me I went right on and googled that statement because I had to be able to see if anything is documented in the word of God concerning that statement and that was my confirmation and I'm telling you, I just got overjoyed when I began to, 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 to see it in the word and say, my God, Lord, you don't you, you, you don't speak outside of your word. You confirm everything by what is documented in the word. And so that means that it's a blessing there for us to behold. If we give the right answer, if we meet the conditions that the scripture is calling for, you know, he said, do you believe that I am able to do this? And that's what it comes down to. We see Jesus Christ heal several people who came in contact with him with various types of healing and, and, and great needs of healing they had, all types, amen. And, uh, you know, God wants healing to come to all who are sick, afflicted, yes. ill, and have infirmity and have a disease. But there's a condition that have to be met, amen. You can't just assume that everybody's going to be be healed. You got to know Jesus. You got to have a relationship with him. You got to be uh, become a branch, you know, connected to the true vine and the true vine being connected to the husband man so it flows from God's throne that right down through Jesus right into your life out to other folks life amen because signs and wonders follow those who believe and in his name you know we lay hands on the sick and they recover we cast out demons in his name we drink any deadly poison thing is not going to harm us and there's a lot of people drinking a lot of doubt and unbelief because they turn to everybody but God amen who has the power to heal us and raise us up, amen. And so we're going to look at the text this morning, amen, over in the book of uh, Matthew again, uh, chapters uh, 18, amen, 18 through 34, the King James Bible, amen. And that's in the book of book of Matthew this morning. Praise God, praise God. Yeah, book of Matthew, gospel, amen, chapter 9, verses 18 through 34 this morning. And so we give God praise this morning. We give him glory this morning. We give him honor this morning. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about a few years back when the Lord began to deal with me about my cancer. When I got the diagnosis, you know, back in these, back in, uh, it was been back in the seven, 2017 or 15, somewhere back there. It's been so long. I about done forgot when it was, amen. But I won't, uh, 15, I won't forget how he healed me, though. <laughs> That's for sure. And I remember this scripture right here. We're going to preface our message with this scripture this morning. It says, while he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him saying, my daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hands upon her, and she shall live. Okay, so listen now to this man's helpless cry for life. Uh, the man happens to be a ruler whose daughter had died. 
He said, ye would think he would be uh, somewhere mourning her death. No, instead, in his own, uh, you know, helplessness and hopeless situation, his attitude is to worship God. Yes. That was so powerful. I remember that experience, man. I wanted to doubt God. I wanted to question God, and I almost did. But I chose to just begin to worship him. And I did say, Lord, why is this happening to me now? And he answered me, man. He said, you're not going to die. You're going to live so you can declare the works of the Lord. Amen. And that's exactly what we've been doing ever since. And out of that came the creating a prayer culture for God. Powerful antidote when feeling helpless and hopeless is that we worship God. And as a result, look at the quality of this man's request of God. His request, touch her. And at this moment, his faith is, amen. You see, his faith is she will live. You know, she, uh, we have to always believe that God's will is that we live and not die. You know, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. We're going to see this in the text this morning. And, and that was that reference was in the book of Psalms, chapter 118, verse 17 of the mm -hmm. King James Bible. You know, and, and, and just like we saw there in that first verse of scripture, you know, this as this man, you know, is, is, is talking to Jesus, man, concerning his daughter. Amen. And, and we see that 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 she's not going to die, but she's going to live. He believed that. You know, that's why he worshiped God, you know. And so if you believe that, amen, that God is able to do that, just go ahead on and worship God. Just go ahead on and thank him. Just go ahead on and give him praise. I think one of the uh, one of the, 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 the delays sometimes of our healing, not so much a denial. If you are a believer and you're praying for a believer, amen, remember, that's so critical. That's so important. That condition must line up. With the word of God, you can't just expect God to just do stuff and ignore the fact that you got lust of the eye problems, you know, lust of the flesh problem, you know, pride problem. You ain't you ain't you ain't confessed to Jesus. You don't even acknowledge him. You don't even call his name. <clears throat> but we're quick to put medicine in our body. We quick man to go to these doctors, these specialists. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have some wonderful doctors and specialists, too. But the capacity in which we use them and believe and trust and put faith and confidence in them does not reach to the level, man, of you believing that God is able to do this. It does not because they, you know, you, if you put all your faith in, if that's the object of your faith is your doctor, then that says that you believe the report, their report more than you believe the report of the Lord. And Isaiah prophesied over 2,750 years ago in the book of Isaiah chapter 53, verses three through five, he starts out by asking, do you believe whose report do you believe? So that's important before you make the trip to the emergency room. That's important before you go see all the doctors and change doctors and, and take this and take that and do this and do that. You can do all those things but you're going to have to come down to the to the to the basic fact that if you don't believe that he's able to do this then you're not you're, you're not you're going to delay that healing until you figure that out you know whose report do you believe you got to figure that out and this man had figured it out and so his response was you know he praised god for his daughter's healing you know he praised god you know he had seen enough heard enough you know, it's happening all around him. All these people experiencing miracles, getting healed. The woman with the issue of blood, the man at the at, on the porch of Bethesda, man. He he said, hey, you know what, what? What what about me? What about my daughter? What about my household? You know. And Jesus said, you know, hey, I, if you if you believe that I can do this, I'll do it. 
But if you don't believe it, I'm, I'm, I can't operate, uh, you know, uh, or, or, you know, when there's doubt and unbelief, we got to help. We got to get God to help you with that before. And then you got to you can't go and sin no more. You got to give all that up. That's the conditions that have to be met. Amen. And I'm not saying nobody is, 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 is living in sin, but I'm just kind of telling you that it's universal and it's, it's one standard, one condition for everybody. And if you if you fall in any of those categories, then you got to solve first things first. Amen. And so. We see this man right here, man. He just knew that if the Lord had touched all these other people, that if he can touch his daughter, man, you know, his innocent daughter, then she could be healed, too. And if he could touch his servant. If he can touch anybody that had a sickness, family member, then he and he has seen many, many examples that he can heal anybody. Amen. Verse 19, it says, and Jesus arose and followed him. And so did his disciples. And so we see here this man's response in faith. And, uh, and this caused Jesus Christ's response to be to follow the man. Now, this blessed me when I read this. We see the man and the, the crowd has been following Jesus as he went from one house to the next house to the different places in the synagogue, teaching them about the kingdom of God, the word of God, and doing all these miracles and these signs and wonders and healing people. Because you have to understand the culture that Jesus is dealing with in doing this. It is a Jewish culture. And they require signs and wonders. They require these things before they believe that you are authentic, that you are able to do the things that you say you're going to do. Okay. They were waiting on an opportunity for him to fail and miss the mark one time. So they, they, they hated him and were jealous of him anyway. And so, man, to complicate that, if he say something and it don't happen, if he, man, lay hands somebody and they don't get healed, they don't roll up that bed, they don't go to the temple and show the priest, man, so that they can verify that they did get healed, he, was, he, was, he had double trouble. And Jesus, being so wise, he knew this. He knew their thoughts afar. He knew their mindset. He knew, it, he knew what was in their hearts. He knew why many was following him and observing him, you know. But there was just as many that had was following him and bringing loved ones and whatnot who knew that he was able to do it. But Jesus had to pose that question. So everybody heard the same question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Amen. And so Jesus here, man, now look at look at what happens when you believe that he's able to do this. Where you have been following him, he now follows you. He follows you to where there is a need. He follows you to where there's that sick family member. He follows you to go ahead and do what he said he was going to do. He follows you to let you know that if I did it for one, I can do it for another. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any respect to person. You know, I don't show partiality. What I do for one, I do for all. I, I am the healer. Amen. And so we see this right here, man. I love that. He says he, they've been following him. And now the conversation and the question comes up and it turns around. This is what faith will do. Faith will have you who follow Christ to move God in such a way with compassion that he'll follow you to where your problem, where your situation is at. He'll follow you to the emergency room. He'll follow you to the hospital. Just waiting to see if you're going to change your mind and meet the conditions and believe that he's able to do this. That's all he's waiting on. You know, he's saying, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And he gives you every opportunity. He fought him. I mean, it, it's amazing how Jesus followed this man to his house, <laughs> you know, you know, to pose this question to him. Amen. As we work down through these scriptures. And so he followed the man now who had been following him in faith to, you know, God 
you know, uh, shows God's your faith and God will show you his mighty acts in his mighty works. That's what's so important. He ain't, Jesus ain't just following him to go to his house and eat some groceries. You know, he's not interested in that. Jesus saw this man's faith and he saw how this man worshiped him. He saw how this man had been paying attention and observing all that Jesus had been going about doing. There's some of you on the line, you know, that you've been on the line for a while. You keep coming with prayer requests, you know, but are you following Jesus because you believe in the things that Jesus has already done? Or, do, or are you just doing this because it's, you know, it's a, it's a good place to hang out? You know, if you're not on here believing that God is able to do all things and do them well, then there might be a delay. You know, there might be, a, it ain't going to be a denial, but it'll just be a delay until you can handle that question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? You know, don't pray and ask God if you're not going to believe because that's doubt and unbelief. We want to help. We want to help you with that first. <clears throat> and there's nothing too hard for him because faith is what pleases God. And anyone who comes to him must come already believing that I'm going to God because I believe God is able to do this. No one else could, you know. And verse 20, he goes on to say, and behold, a woman, I, I'm starting, I started at verse 18, amen, I'm going to work my way down to uh, where I want to get to. Uh, he says, and behold, a woman which was diseased, amen, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. There are those times when God's people tries to keep uh, everything concealed. We don't want everybody to know. Hidden from plain view or maintain a secret hope for health and healing as was in the case uh, in today's text. We're going to see a woman here. Uh, she happens to be diseased. Her situation seems hopeless and helpless. But what was her attitude? That's what's so important. She then, like many of us today, Felt unworthy, number one. That's why she didn't want to be out in the crowd. Let everybody know. But everybody basically knew. I mean, you walking around with a hemorrhage for 12 years, everybody pretty much know. How did she end up acting about it? What was her attitude about her own situation? Her initial act was she touched Jesus Christ and her faith moved the Lord. She declared, I will be made whole. It was powerful. Yes. She declared this. This was her faith. I will be made whole. How was she going to be made whole? She was going to meet the condition that was required. She was going to touch Jesus. She knew that if I can touch him, if I can work through this crowd, if I can just get to him who's here now doing miracles, if I can just get to him, if I can press through this crowd and just touch, the, I don't have to touch him. I can just touch the hem of his garment. I believe that there's so much anointing on Jesus for healing. I mean, she had been witnessing this. And for 12 years, she had a hemorrhage of blood flow that wouldn't stop. I believe she would have scaled that state empire building, man, if she had a chance to get healed, you know. And she done spent all her money on doctors, if you read in the text. It's that all her money was spent, all her, I believe she done, if they had pawn shops, she done pawned everything, you know. To go see a specialist. Some people do that, ride all over the world sometimes to try to find someone because your, your, your situation is rare. It's not like anybody else's. But see, nothing is rare when it comes down to Jesus. He's wise. He knows everything, thoughts are far. He's got the power, man, to do the impossible. He's a miracle working God. And I believe she just felt like she had got enough faith up in her, man, that, you know, I believe that he's able to do this, you know. And, and I believe her corresponding action bears that out and proves that to be true. 
And so she did what she needed to do. I love her attitude. Her attitude, Pastor Sharon, was to press through, you know, till she got her breakthrough. It was not to give up until she got her breakthrough. She was determined. She ignored all these people who probably did not want her to touch them, didn't want to be around her. No doubt, back in those days, there might have been a little bit of an odorous smell coming from her. You I mean, she's been dragging this around, man, carrying this around, man, you know, for, for 12 long years. And I'm pretty sure it was a little bit uncomfortable for her, made others uncomfortable, embarrassing to be out like that. You know, and maybe some folk knew of her condition, you know, and she kind of tried to keep it secret, like a lot of people, you know, try to keep it secret. Don't want nobody to know, you know, but long as Jesus know, I could care less about what everybody else know. Some folk, because of their status in life, they don't want nobody to know they're going through nothing. You know, they're such outstanding, upstanding Christian folk. This ain't supposed to be happening to them. And they're spending all their money in secret and in private, you know. You know, telling you, don't tell everybody. Now, y'all just pray for me. <clears throat> you know, forget that. The Lord want to know from all of us, you know, do you believe that I'm able to do this? You know, it's time to come out of all that. You know, release that faith and let God see your faith. Do whatever you need to do to get to him. Verse 21, he says, for she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, Jesus, I shall be whole. Look at her faith. Mm. If I shall but I, see, and, and, and in this crowd of people that was on in the press against Jesus, he could hear her heartfelt desire. Mm. Let me tell you mm. something. God hears the sentiments of your heart. God hears the desires of your heart. When he looks at you, he's looking to see what your attitude is. Nobody else is. He's not looking to see what the doctor's attitude is, the nurse's. So you can beat them up. You can blame them. You can correct them. You can fill out complaints against them. You can talk about how sloppy the service was, how mean they were, how bad they treated you. But God ain't looking at their attitude. God is looking at your, your attitude. You're the one in need. We're the ones in need. So God is looking at our attitude. And so if we need to adjust our attitude and yeah. reprioritize why I'm there to begin with. I'm not there looking for them people to do the miracle. I took the miracle with me when I went there. And I'm just looking for confirmation. You know, I'm just looking for confirmation. I already believed the report of the Lord before I got in the car and drove there. Mm -hmm. My mind was made up. My attitude didn't change just because I got there and something threw me off. Mm. You deal with that, but keep that separate from you what you went there for. They're not the ones that do the miracle. They're not miracle workers. They're not healers. No. They provide a certain level of care and comfort for your loved one or for you or for whoever, your friends or whoever. But don't forget who, 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 who it is that you have your faith in. Don't forget the object of your faith. Don't leave that at home in this, under the bed somewhere. Take that attitude with you. That I'm going here, but I believe God. He's my healer. And so she said within herself, and some of you need to say right now within yourself, because God is looking at your heart. What's in your heart? If I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Yes. You know, you know. Verse 22, he says, but Jesus turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, daughter, I love this man. He didn't call her man just a woman in the crowd. with it. He called her daughter. He embraced her. He called her like his family member. Look, look at the transition. Because she said, I will be made whole from touching his garment. It allowed her, when everybody else were rejecting her, it allowed her now to be accepted as a daughter from the one who was able to heal her. That changed her status. That changed her social status. 
She was still, her money was still spent, but she got something for better. She got called a daughter by the Lord, her healer. He just adopted her into his family, just like that. Why? Because that's what faith, that's what the right attitude did for her. It earned her a right to be now identified as a daughter of the Lord God, our healer. And you know what's getting ready to happen, man, when you become a child of God. You know, he ain't going to withhold nothing from you because he, you, you, he, he loves you. He said, be of good comfort. By, look, listen to what he said. Thy faith has made thee whole. Mm. Not your condition. Mm-hmm. Not your status. Not how much money you done spent. Mm. <clears throat> how many trips you done made here to see different one. None of that stuff moved God. When he saw her attitude was to just touch the hem of his garment and she declared ahead of time, if I do, I'll be made whole. You know, and, 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 and in the emergency room, waiting on the special, waiting on the own call. Doctor, you ought to be up in there, man, with your hands on your loved one or your hands on yourself saying, Lord, if I could just touch the hem of your garment, I'll be made whole until it happens. Until you hear the Lord in the spirit realm say, daughter, your faith has moved me. Your faith has touched me, you know, and we see it here. Comfort. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. Remember now, we pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith heals us. And God raises us up as we get ready to witness right here. And he says, and the woman was made whole from that hour. So our response always brings about a response from Jesus Christ and his father and the Holy Ghost. Jesus also gives a response. Look at his response. First. He turned. I love this. He turned. Now he's got a crowd of people in the press. And he knows that there's somebody he, you know, he he turns to find out who is that? Who is who? Who is that person in the crowd that's got all this faith? And I hadn't seen such great faith. I know they're here somewhere. Who is that person? See, Jesus wasn't looking for no doubt. He wasn't looking for no unbelief right now. He wanted to he wanted to appease this woman with this faith. He wanted to be pleased by some faith. I mean, you in a crowd of sick folks. They done went and got everybody in the neighborhood, all your family members. They probably bought the pets, thought he was a veterinarian. I mean, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, a veterinarian. They probably bought everybody, cows, hawks, everybody to see Jesus. You know, the fame had went out. He was a healer. And they bring in friends, family members. I believe they bought everybody. I believe they went to the emergency room, got people out the waiting area, just told them, they said, come on, Jesus down the street healing folks. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns and he's looking for one thing. Can your faith turn the Lord toward you and favor you? Is that your attitude? Do you worship him until your change comes? Or do you worship him when it's convenient and doubt him when it's inconvenient? You know, this woman called Jesus to turn. Next, he responded to her touch. It wasn't him. It was his garment. But he still nevertheless felt her touch. As he did, she, I mean, as she did, Jesus Christ saw her compassion. He saw that she was passionate about getting to him. She was determined. See, that's what passion to do. When you're compassionate about something, you ain't going to give up, man, until you're satisfied. As a result, I love results, man. Jesus Christ called her daughter. You know, he had just adopted her and healed her. Powerful. You know, get adopted today, y'all, somebody. Stay adopted so you can get healed. He healed her. Do you believe he can do this? 
for you and anyone who are caught, who are willing to call on him in the time of that storm to put their trust in him to do it, whatever it is, whatever it is, we're going to see in here, man, Jesus, he, he went over to generous in it and healed a, a, a person over there, man, that had been, you know, full of demon, had a mental health problem. So PTSD, it doesn't matter. We got a lot of people right now suffering with PTSD. I have PTSD, 70%, you know. Folks killing themselves, two, 22 a day, veterans, you know, because they don't know about the healing power of God. Their attitude is just in my life. There's a lot of people out here, you know, a lot of people, you know, have reached the point where uh, they feel like there's no return. People still dying from COVID. It's not as many as it was initially. So we're making some progress, you know, but God is sitting there ready to turn to us and call us, you know, sons and daughters. Amen. The Bible says now is the manifestation of the sons of God. As many as receive him, to them he gave him the power to become the sons of God. He's waiting there right now to adopt. And all we have to do is just turn to him and call on him and believe, get the right attitude about him, do whatever we need to do to adjust our attitude. Don't doubt God, you know, and don't, uh, don't um, you know, be in disbelief. But he said, do you believe that I can do this? That's always going to be the order and the question and the condition right there. Anyone who are willing to put their trust in him to do it, whatever it is, he would do it. Verse 23 says, and when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, something was going on in there. Someone in there was, was sick and ill and they didn't know what to do. Now the focus had shifted from a helpless, hopeless cry, cry better in uh, improved health to one of the crying, one of crying for life. There was a delay. Thank God it was not a denial. Jesus Christ finally arrives after a stressful delay. If you believe in your healing through delay, it will not be denied. Now you have to remember, someone had been with him, had saw him, but they had a problem laying at home that needed to be addressed. And Jesus wasn't in no great big hurry because he knew, hey, I'm the resurrection in the life. If they die, I'll raise them up. So calm down, mm. you know. And as they following Jesus, they, they you know, they, God, I need you to come by my house. Mm. There was no need to panic. Remember, you got to maintain the right attitude. There's no need to panic, even if death is there. The Lord has already defeated death, and he's going to defeat death again in the end. So if he did it once, he'll do it again because the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't just limit these miracles, man, to that generation. No, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, then, forever. He does the same thing today that he did then, you know. But do you believe? Do you have the right attitude? So he leaves this this situation with this helpless, hopeless, you know, in man's eyes, one man that that had an issue, and now he's moving on. He's going about y'all just like he said, teaching, preaching in the synagogue, and healing all manner of sickness and disease. Yeah. He's not exempting anybody. He doesn't care what the diagnosis was. Do you believe the report of the Lord? Don't begin to say that well, mine worse than theirs and he might not do this and he might not do that. All manner of disease and sickness. Do you believe that he can do this? Doesn't matter what it is. Mine might be this, yours might be that. Doesn't matter. All manner means all manner. But do you believe that I can do this? You know, don't care how helpless, how hopeless you, you, may, you may feel. Sometimes that's your attitude. 
And all it does is delay what God can do. It doesn't cause him to deny you, but he's waiting to, for your response so he can respond. He's waiting to see you turn to him in belief so that he can turn to you by answering your belief, yes, by giving you your desire. Yes, you know, it, it's no way around it. Faith is what pleases God. And you've got to adjust that attitude, amen, uh, you know, so that, you know, your, your delay can, can, can come to full fruition, amen. Verse 24, he says, he said unto them, give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. Now, it is what Jesus said is, y'all believe me, because he knows who's got all power. Now, they, they said she stopped breathing, she did. But the Lord said, hey, you know, you know, I'm the give up life. I'm the take up life. Until I say it's over, it ain't over. You know, so believe him all the way to the end. Amen. He said, for the maid is not dead, but sleeping. And they laugh him to scorn. But no laughing matter. God has to set the atmosphere in the midst of all the noise and darkness that surround us. Notice what Jesus said. Now, he has to set the atmosphere. Because if he go up in there, man, and got to deal with and fight through clouds and, you know, thick clouds of doubt and unbelief, there's no miracles he can do there, so he's going to leave and go to the next place. But he has to set the right atmosphere. See, that the atmosphere has to be one of faith, one of belief, one of hope. Don't invite him in the house, man, if you don't believe he can do what, he, what he's capable of doing. You know, this it just doesn't make sense. So Jesus makes an attempt to set the right atmosphere. Let him set the right atmosphere. You put your faith on display. Let that be how you welcome him. Don't laugh about stuff when you believe when somebody tell you God is able to do miracles. He can heal somebody. He can raise somebody up. Don't secretly laugh to scorn in your heart. A lot of people do that. God has to set the atmosphere in the midst of all the noise and darkness around us. No wonder we can't experience the wonder-working power of God working on our behalf, things for things to uh, for our good, even though we don't see him. We can't deny that he's not working it out. He's turning it around. As we can see, the atmosphere was very noisy, according to the scripture. And then there, there can be uh, this strong demand of Jesus Christ when you get over the noise. I've been in and have asked to go to the hospital and pray for people. And you get there, the family members are in the they're not, they not praying. they in the waiting area arguing. I don't like the way that doctor dealt with me. They got the wrong attitude. Well, you got the wrong attitude. You're the one there for your loved one to be healed. That's right. That's right. And you hear all that noise, man. You try to go in there and you try to say something. You try to encourage them, man. But they just got their mind made up. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a sue somebody. Cussing and carrying on, fussing and carrying on. They're not there with the right attitude for no healing to take place. And then you go in the room and, 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 and you ask them to do your mind if I go in the room and pray. So, yeah, I don't know, real. Wrong attitude. You might just have to wait in here with us and pray. Well, y'all ain't in here praying, so I got to get out of here. This ain't the right atmosphere. I need to get with two or three people that believe. You know, remember Jesus when he went in the, in, in the man's house and his little 12-year-old daughter had passed? Jesus cleared everybody out except for the three people he brought with him, people of faith and the mom and the dad. Seven people in the room that had faith. Cleared everybody else out. The weeping women, everybody. You know, and so he has to set the right atmosphere with one of faith, one of belief, not disbelief, in order for healing to take place. Got to get rid of the noise, the doubt, the unbelief. 
Amen. It's no light matter. This is by no means no light matter. The daughter's death would trigger either more doubt and unbelief or generate some faith to trust and believe for the outcome he promised. And just maybe this time around just might get what I want and need for a change. But we have to always be aware of other people's reactions to our situation, especially how we react as Christian believers. People can be cruel. They might even laugh at us, doubt, full of unbelief. They may put fun. They may joke about it. At our faith, this is our faith. Whatever their reaction, we must remain faithful and thick-skinned. You know, remember, they laughed Jesus Christ to scorn. What do you think they would do to us? You know, what do you think they're going to say? You know, I believe God can do this. That's what we ought to be thinking and saying. How can he heal me of cancer, of sickness, of PTSD, all manner of sickness and disease? Yes. You know, how, how can he do this? That's what I ought to be thinking about. As I was coming back up that hill, man, I, I got a certain boast of energy, man, because he said, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to, I'm talking to, he called his name, but Kevin, the one you praying for as you walking. Mm. And I said, Lord, I hope he hear this question, you know. And he said, he ain't the only one. It's a lot of folks out there I'm talking to. The same question. I'm asking them the same question that's going through, you know. And so when you run in, in kind of people and they ask you for prayer, don't just jot the name down and say, I'm going to put you on the prayer line. You turn and ask them, do you believe God able to heal you? Do you believe God able to do this? Might save you some time or buy you some time. It might happen while you're trying to get their name to us. It could happen right there. What is your attitude about it? Where's your faith? Shut down all the noise. And say, God, I believe you're able to heal them right here on the spot. Signs and wonders follow you because you believe. You know, so challenge them. Ask them, you know. You know, he can heal of cancer, sickness, PDF. It doesn't matter. All manner of sickness of disease, you know. Laugh if you want to. But we will trust and believe in our healer and our God and in his precious promises. To us. Verse 25, he says, but when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand. And, and he says, and the and the maid arose. Now we get to see here what followed their faith, not their noise, but their faith. They were powerful. Uh, 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 they, the, the very power of Jesus Christ's hand when he took her hand caused the daughter to arose. Just just grabbed her by the hand. That wasn't an ordinary hand touching her. I'm pretty sure many others had came in and touched her. Y'all know what we like to do. You like to rub them on the forehead. And, and, and honey, you just take your rest, honey. It's going to be all right. You know, we love to pat them and all of that. Nobody praying, no faith. That, they ain't set no atmosphere for no miracles to happen. But we just doing our Christian duty, you know, because we really don't believe. And deep down in our hearts, we laughing. You may not think you're laughing. But doubt, that's what doubt is, laughing in the face of faith. You know, doubt do that. It's, it's doubt makes fun of faith. Unbelief makes fun of faith. It's laughing at faith. Because we want to see them doctors coming in and tell us she's going to be all right or he's going to be all right. And see, because Jesus don't wear no white robe with no stethoscope around his neck, Jesus comes through the wall if he needs to. He's, a, he's an invisible God. He's a spirit. And no walls, you know, no, no screening curtain going to keep Jesus out if he want to get to you. And when he see that faith, he'll come in there if he need to just to prove himself, just to demonstrate himself. If he spots any level of faith in that room, 
You know, that's got to be our attitude. I don't care what it looked like while they laying there on the bed of language. Don't you lay on the bed of language with your faith. You stand tall in faith. You believe God and encourage that person laying there. If they can, if they, if they are conscious, ask them the simple little question. Whisper to me, lean down. So say, look, do you believe that he, God can do this? He can raise you up off this bed. You got to remember now, the Lord is sitting there as a healer waiting to see that faith. You know, faith is what moves God. You know, he'll take them by the hand in the spirit. Nothing but the pure power of God. She arose. That was the only way she did it. Uh, she came in contact with the power of death, of over sickness, you know, over all manner of disease. She came in contact with a power, a man that has power and he exercised power over all these above. All these things mentioned here, you know, death was there. You know, sickness was there, you know, all manner of disease that Jesus had went about was everywhere he went. Noisy, dark, all around him, darkness. That's what sickness is, this darkness. When you when you got people, you know, so sick until they've given up on life. You know, and they be feeling like they better off. You know. Verse 26, he says, and the fame hereof went abroad unto all the land. I love this, man. Jesus healing is for the whole land. You know, that's what he said. And my people that are called by my name and humble themselves to pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and do what? Forgive their sins and heal their land. That's why he covered the whole land. He's doing it today. Just take inventory of the greatness of his power over death, over sickness and over all men of disease. And just believe that he's able to do this. Just look at the results of his power, you know, not at the death of her body. I need to say that again, you know. Take a look at the results of his power when he showed up, not at the death of her body, not at the feebleness of her body, not at the weakness of her body, not at the, the you know, the, 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 the quietness of that person landed. They're not dead. They may be just asleep when you come down to Jesus. You know, verse 27, he goes on to say, and when Jesus departed, amen, thence two blind men followed him crying and saying, the son of David, have mercy on us. On. Now here we see an encounter of another desperate, uh, uh, unceasing, helpless, hopeless cry and plea for sight. Now they're physically blind and they want to be able to see. Nothing was wrong with their ears though. Because mm -hmm. faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So they heard about the fame of Jesus. They heard there was a healer in town. So they could hear real good. And they responded to that hearing, what they had heard. A man wants to be able to see, but sometimes, man, faith comes by hearing only. Come on, come on. And once you hear, you be able, if you believe that he can do it, to see what you heard. Not just have eyes, but also the ability to see. So the blind wanted to see. But I love this, Pastor. It said they followed Jesus. They weren't as blind as a lot of folks. Come on, come on, come on. They followed the good report. They followed the good news. They followed the glad tidings until they was able to see who else was following them. Mm. They were able to see who else with them, who else was coming to be healed. Mm. 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 Initially, they just blind physically, but they followed Jesus. With mm. nothing wrong with their feet, with nothing wrong with their attitude, with nothing wrong with the made-up mind that we're going to follow Jesus. Because if there's any hope after all these years of being physically blind, 
Some born blind. If there's any hope, this is the day that it's going to happen. The day I put my faith and confidence in him and changed my attitude. You know, and they followed him. I love this man. So the blind, they wanted to see and they end up following Jesus. How can you follow someone without being able to see? It takes faith, not physical ability, but faith where there is a will. There is a way. That's how you do it. The man acknowledged Jesus Christ's messiahship. Amen. As he cried out for mercy and Jesus Christ heard his cry, right attitude, right condition answered his cry and showed him great and mighty things that thou knowest not of until they spring forth. It happened that day, blind all them years. Bam, it sprang forth. He says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 3, the King James Bible, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. This happened to this blind, this physically blind person. You know, he cried out, he called out. You know, I'm going to end at this next verse here, verse 28 for the day, and we'll pick this up uh, next Sunday and continue here. But this is this is the verse I wanted to get down to because this right here is where I went the other morning when I got home. And I ended up reading the whole chapter of the book of Matthew, chapter 9 and chapter 8 and chapter 10 afterwards. Just so much healing there and all the references over in the other gospels to healing. You'll probably hear some more of them as we go through this. In verse 28, he says, and when he was come in the house. Man, you ought to want God to come into that house where there's sick people, whether it be the hospital house, whether it be your house, your neighbor's house, whatever house you're going to to encourage people to take the names to bring to the prayer line. You ought to want Jesus to come in there well before you get to the prayer line. He make house calls. The blind men came to him and Jesus saith unto them. Now notice now they came to him. Now the Bible says that they're being sick among you. Let them call for the elders of the church. That the elders of the church come and anoint them with oil, lay hands on them, pray the prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith will heal them. Sometimes you can pray the prayer of faith before anybody get there from the church. Sometimes they may get stuck in traffic. They may something may happen. They may not have been able to get to them and call them and send them there. But but Jesus can make house calls anytime, anywhere, any place. He's not he's not restricted by you know, road jams and storms and all that stuff. He can just show up because he's a spirit, you know, you know. And so invite Jesus in the house. He said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. Good God Almighty. He came in the house. He knew there was a need there, but he had to set the right atmosphere. And he asked the right question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Before Jesus displayed any power, any authority, any control of the situation. He wanted to know where that person's attitude was at. I'm here in the house. Okay. I want to make sure that you are worthy of, you're deserving of, you know. So you, you, everything is predicated on how you respond to this question. Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, listen now, this is important. Yea, Lord. Look what they said unto him, Pastor. Yea, Lord. It was on then. Sickness it was getting ready to be beat up, you know. Death was getting ready to be beat up again. Come on. You know, healing was getting ready to manifest. Yay, Lord. See, that's faith. Yay, Lord. It ain't happened yet, but there was such a good report of what had happened all around the city and all that noise and what was going on and, you know, people spending all their money on doctors and whatnot. The fame done gone out, man, and, and you're going to invite me to your house and I'm going to show up in here and you're going to doubt that I can do what I came here to do. 
So everything was hanging in the balance on that response. Everything sometimes hangs in the balance. You can have more delay, or you can have denial, or you can have deliverance, or you can have the restoration. It's up to you. It's, but it's, what is the response? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? He's in this house. When he comes to your house, the hospital, it doesn't matter. Do you believe the Lord can do this? After they cried for mercy, it became a struggle for them to meet with Jesus Christ. Many times we get so worn out and so worn down and so scorned, and, you know, sets in and we lose faith or at a minimum, our faith gets weakened mainly because <coughs> we have been the kind we have seen the kinds of results and the outcomes we desire to see. A lot of times we haven't seen them like we want to. Not a tool for measuring God's power or ability to do the impossible. Don't you set your own standard. Don't use your own plumb line of what God can do. Okay. Don't base it on what you know, all your research. We do research that you done did. And if everything happened the way you did some research and read the article in the study and said, well, they're not doing this the way this, 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 these, this group of scientists did. Don't let that be the tool you use to measure God's, how he, his ability to do the impossible. So blame everything and everybody in every place you took them where we try to get the urgent help we so desperately need or want or think we deserve. But Jesus Christ's response to all of this is a readiness to help them as he wants to help us. Yeah. You know, his question proves his wanting to help us. Listen, believe ye that I am able to do this. Okay. In this case, in this text, as in others, faith was the precursor, the forerunner condition that existed before the miracle could happen. Faith always has to be present before God is pleased enough to do what needs to be done. In this case, a healing miracle. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We give you glory and honor. Pray, God, that everyone that's waiting on you will be able to respond with the right attitude to the question. You know, do you believe that I'm able to do this? so that healing can spring forth like a brand new day dawn. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor right now that someone is making up their mind right now. They're going to trust you, they're going to believe you for their own healing, for the healing of their loved one, a friend, or co-worker. Many that are being prayed for right now, even in the church houses today. God, that you walk in the church houses today and bring a healing bomb with you, Father, and release the people, leave the captives, open the blind eyes, set at, at, at liberty all that are there bound and bruised, Lord, sitting up in churches, Lord God, in the house, dying because they're too ashamed, don't want nobody to know. They're such upstanding Christians, been in the church a whole a decade. But carrying around cancer, carrying around a bad report, carrying around some hemorrhage, carrying around got some leprosy in their, in, in their spirit, Lord. And they want to be free, but they don't know how. Too much pride, wrong attitude, heart's not right. And they'd rather pretend, they'd rather fake it to make it than to be real and open up and allow the healer to come in and touch them. To press through to you, God, to get to you, God, who are able to heal. You already know who's there. You know what they're dealing with. You know their thoughts are far. You know, God, what's going on in their lives, God. And as you turned and saw the woman with the issue, God, and you declared virtue went out, someone responded with faith, God, to you, your presence, being in the house, God. And when the atmosphere was right, 
release came, healing came, when faith was sought, when faith was seen, when faith was heard, even with the blind man. You heard his faith, God. And he saw his healing manifest. Faith brought physical healing to him. But before God, he was physically able to see. He was physically able to believe and trust you. He had the right attitude. And so, Father, we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that many's attitude are being adjusted this morning that are hearing this word. That your question is same for everybody that's going through something right now. We saw many, many levels of, of, of healing right here in these texts, in these scriptures. And there's more, God, as we continue to study this out. We're going to see, God, it's all about that attitude, meeting that condition. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? It comes down to this statement. So, Father, we're praying that the response will be the same so that healing miracles can take place. Yay, Lord. And so we're praying this morning in the spirit realm, the brother Kevin, Lord God, if he, the Holy Ghost touch him right now with this statement, that his answer will be, yay, Lord. We're praying that his wife will be, yay, Lord. His children, yay, Lord. His friends, yay, Lord. When they pray the prayers, God. Yay, Lord. As we declare right now.